welcome to the third episode of Unscripted. I'm your host, Mehak, and today the panel consists of Dania Nair and Nadia Nair, two esteemed alumni. They are here to shed light on their college experiences, so let's get started. Hi, Dania. Hi, Nadia. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Hi, Hi Mehak. So let's start off with what your college majors were. All right, that's absolutely cool. Um, so for my college course, I chose, uh, I did a bachelor's of science in psychology, human development, and family resource management from Tunisian college in Mysore. And I'm doing my bachelor of engineering in computer science from Bitspalani University, Dubai. Okay. So obviously with questions like why, uh, what, what course you chose, Questions like why you chose them would arise. So why did you guys choose the courses you guys went for? Um, so since I was like 13 years old, I've always been very fascinated in uh, fascinated with psychology, actually. Um, the, what got me into it was when one of my, um, the counselor at the point had come and was giving us a little bit of a talk on, you know, body image and a lot of other things and I remember just thinking that you know this is something that I would want to do eventually in life at some point um so that that is when I when I had an idea about what psychology was and then over the years I I kind of like wavered wanted to do medicine at some point but then realized that I'm not really cut out for medicine considering the blood involved and everything and I just like basically like found my love for psychology again and um, I was just like I just knew for a fact that I would want to do something regarding mental health considering how important it is and um, that inspired me to actually take up psychology to take up um, to take up this course uh, which in like my course basically involved uh, human development as well. So I, I got to learn the aspects of psychology and everything as a human develop, develops from, you know, from a newborn till till death, basically. So that is why I just found that this course would really give me a better understanding of, you know, um, so many things and like, all the basically the world around and how we think the way we do and how this like occurs every you know through basically your life so that is one of the reasons why I basically took up this course all right so I don't have like I said I don't have a profound answer even a remotely meaningful answer like Dania does I just enjoyed what I did in school um, I loved computers. I was just like, just touching a keyboard would like give me joy. So I thought, why not just pursue a career in it? Uh, and a word out for like all the kids out there, ICT and computer science is not the same. Please, please don't think that ICT and computer science is the same. If you're, I mean, if you're really interested in computer science, despite doing ICT in school, go for it. But if you're not, if you're like an Excel buff or like an access buff and you're just like, like working on softwares but not like building up softwares please don't go for computer science because I'm struggling but I know for a fact that everyone listening will make it whatever they choose but again ICT and computer science is not the same also another question for Dania um psychology is a degree that 
especially with brown parents, you know, they want to look at the logistics of psychology, like where will you end up, you know, not just about the passion aspect of it. So how do you uh, get yourself to believe and your parents to believe that you will actually do well with what like you're passionate about? Um, well, that's a very good question. Mehek. Thanks for asking that. Um, like you said, brown parents, um, most Desi parents, or brown parents just have this um, thing where uh, mental illness or mental health is just something which is very um, alien to them. And for some of them, it doesn't exist at all whatsoever. But um, what really like got me into like how did I convince uh, my parents was it was actually very easy my dad has always been very very supportive of uh, what I wanted to do and he never really um, questioned my choices in a sense I told him that this is what I want to pursue the psychology is what I want to pursue and I'm going to do it and he was easily convinced he's like okay fine this is what you want to do this is your life do it go ahead and do it but um of course there were other people who kind of were very hesitant about me getting into psychology and of course there's a lot of jokes that were um, thrown at me in a sense going like oh my god you're going to deal with crazy people don't turn crazy yourself towards the end and you know all those things and basically that that so um convincing can you read my mind that's that's the best yeah yeah and a lot of like can you read my mind and those those questions which really at that point I just like laughed it off and I was just like ha 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 okay um but when it came to the convincing part it didn't take much it didn't take a lot of effort from my side in order to take um a lot of convincing for my dad but um for my relatives yes I had to literally tell them, okay, hey, this is what I want to do and there is a future in it. Because like you said, a lot of them were just like, what are you going to do? What are the career aspects? Oh my God, I don't get it. This, that, blah, blah, blah. But I was very firm. I was very firm on the fact that this is what I want to do. This is what I want to pursue. And I'm going to do it no matter what. And that is exactly what I did. So in a sense, I fought. I wouldn't say I fought. But I just was like, you know, I'm going to show you guys that I can do it. And there is a huge career, you know, prospect and everything with it. So I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. And much. were you guys at all disappointed by, like, once your course started off, it wasn't what you really expected it to be? But like, if, like, if you were like, oh, my God, yeah, psychology, so, like, fascinating. Or Nadia was like, computers. And then once you started the course, it was actually, like, not even as interesting or um, when I started off, it was really interesting because you start off with the basics and I had no idea. Like, even though I said I really wanted to do psychology, I didn't really have much of an idea about like what was going on, like in the world of psychology. So when I really started, it was very new and fascinating for me. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I, I get to learn so much, but there are times uh, in your college life when you come across like certain topics and certain like assignments and stuff is when you're just like yo this is not what I thought this is going to be this isn't this is not what it is like I'm no this can't be possible so yeah there will be times when you doubt your course but I think for the most part of it you're going to enjoy it no matter what um 
for me, I'd say the experiences were quite similar. As soon as I entered my course, I was just really surprised. And more than doubting my course, I think I started doubting myself and my abilities to be able to do this course. And that's happened like throughout these four years that I have been in college. That's happened almost every day when I wake up and I used to go crying to my dad and be like, am I really cut out for this course? Is this really what I want for my life? And I think slowly you do overcome that. And even if you don't overcome that, that's like completely all right, because not everyone does what they study in university. And that's completely all right. So if you do overcome it, how do you overcome it? The the self-doubt? I think the best way is just to, for me, the answer's always been sleep on it. So if anything's going awry in my life, I just sleep a lot. And that's not good advice. Please don't, please don't take it from me. But like, I personally just sleep on it. And, you know, the friends that you make and, you know, the professors that you have and the time that you give it, I think time heals usually. And if not, then you can maybe just go talk to Dhani about it, you know, psychologist. Nadia's thing about sleeping on it is actually something that a lot of people do ask. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, psychologists as well recommend because it just gives you, uh, like, as you wake up, you just have a better perspective of what happened and you are, you are like, without any emotion and basically you're not overwhelmed by any in any sense so you tend to like think more rationally so i think sleeping on it is a very very good piece of advice that you've given nadia y'all you don't need a psychology degree to (laughs) prosper in life become a computer scientist (laughs) exactly but yeah sleeping on it is actually a good thing as well you should at some points of your life you should sleep on a couple of problems wake up with a fresh mind and then take a decision I used to think sleeping through the depression was like a toxic trait, but oh well. <laughs> okay, so okay, now that you spoke of friends, first of all, how did you, did you or how did you stay in touch with your friends, the, the friends that you made at school all through your college life? So, um, I, since year eight, I've had the same group of friends. And those consisted of um, us, we were five of us, the five girls. There was me, uh, Nadia, of course, there's Sonia, Saumya, and Ahlam. So it was just the five of us throughout, and we we stuck together like glue since year eight till year 13. And um, how we kept in touch, it was it was easy at first. It was really easy. And like, we're, we're so, like, our generation is completely blessed with technology, of course. And of course, you had WhatsApp and everything like that. So it was pretty easy being in touch. But then what happened was that um, as we got into the grind of our own universities and everything like that, that's when it became a little tough for us. And um, we, I'm sure all of us were like, you know, we're going to, we're going to call every month and we're going to talk about experiences and blah, blah, blah. It never really happened. I mean, it did happen a couple of times, but then it took a lot of, uh, like, we would like get in touch within a couple of months and then talk about it. And slowly and steadily, you get comfortable being around like your college people and everything like that. And of course, you still think about your school friends. But one beautiful thing about still being in contact, but not talking too much, but you're still in contact, is that when you guys do start talking again, it's like you never left. You just pick up from where you stopped, you know. And that's the beauty of um, having great friends for such a, such a, such a long time, basically. 
So yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we've had the same friend group and even if, you know, just like even just a one voice recording from them is just enough to be like, yes, we're still a part of you. Just randomly, they'll just be like, they're big, even if we don't talk every day, just their biggest moments in life, they'll just be like, I passed this chemistry test. I passed this. I've got a boyfriend. I know I've done this. I'm going to graduate soon. Just hearing those things from them is more than enough to like still keep you guys together. And um, the problem is with this friend group, they've set the bar so high that I had so many difficulties in college just to find the kind of people that would vibe with me like they did. Like every time I'd go to university, I'd look at someone and be like, nah, you're not like Sonia. You're not like Alam or Sonia. Like, I cannot vibe with you. You're not, you're not me and you're not my friends. So it became really difficult. Like everything and everyone would be compared to them. So I'd like to thank them for that. But I also hate them for that because they set the bar so high. I absolutely agree with Nadia on that. And like, what was the separation like? Because, you know, you guys are twins and you've been together forever. You have the same friend groups, you know, everything. What is it like to, you know, finally separate? Um. So Nadia and I, even though we're twins and we like, Nadia likes to call us womb mates. That's exactly what we are. Womb mates, yeah. For the longest time. So you're absolutely right. Like I've been with Nadia for like as long as I can remember for like my life completely. But like 22 one beautiful... plus nine months. Yeah, that's, right, that's how nine months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, even though we've been together for such a long time, I think a beautiful thing about us is that we are our own person. It's something that we realize from a very young age. Um, we are not the same in any way. We are completely different people, and we we love completely different things as well. I think the only similarity that we had when we were young was that we used to dress the same, and that is like every parent's yeah. um, I don't know fantasy to see like twins dressing the same and that's what they did with us as well for the I don't think it's time. a parent thing anymore because uh there are times now where I message Dani I'm like I want matchy matchy pajamas like let's do this yeah. again <laughs> I think as yeah. you grow older you start losing your mind you start doing things that your parents did and I just I want to wear matchy clothes again and I think if we visit the Afa Dania after this whole corona thing we're going to wear the same clothes yeah, possibly. Just just we'll to show my heck and that. everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when we did, um, like when I, because I had to leave. I, I came to India to study, of course. And Nadia um, was staying back in um, Dubai. I mean, she's staying back in Dubai and studying. So it was um, a little tough at first because uh, I didn't have her to like back me up with a lot of things I, I feel like I was very dependent on her when I was back in Dubai so even when we had exams she'd always be the one who would sit me down and be like hey so this is our timetable this is how we're going to study this 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 is when we're going to study and this is what we're going to do and everything like that so when I went to India and I just left on my own devices I was just like oh okay um what do I do and like how am I supposed to do this but I I, I, I found myself so it wasn't, it was hard, but it got easier over time. And then I feel like um, you, when you do go your separate ways, you tend to make your own mark where you've gone. And um, because when I was in school, I was always, uh, Nadia and I were known for like, oh, you're Nadia's twin sister, or oh, you're Dania's twin sister. It was, it was like that. But then when you go to university, you're known just for yourself. You're an individual now. You're just like, oh, you're Dania. And then they are very shocked when you know when they learn that you 
you know you have a twin sister or whatever like that so um it to conclude in a sense it was hard but then it became easier over time and then you just learn to deal with it basically my experience was a little different than dania for dania uh, obviously it studies because i'm better than her but um for me in a sense it was my friend group so the friend group that dania formed was the friend group that accepted me so as soon as i went into college even though like i said like i mentioned before that they set the standards too high but for me i don't have those kind of skills where i can just walk up to a person and be like hey i'm nadia can we be friends i can't do that and even though i sound really sweet while i said that just now i'm not i'm that kind of girl who roamed around the corridors with like a really angry face and walked really really fast and just didn't want to be with people so for me i think the friends aspect was really the making the making of friends was really difficult um but i think being away from her i kind of learned how to do that as well even though i don't have as many friends or that many people that i acquaint myself with i do have a few and i'm just grateful for that so yeah um before we end the session i would like to talk about um what it was like to transition sort of from like your bubble at school the school life living with your parents into you know your um into university and you have to handle your own finances and deal with you know grumpy old adults so what was that like um i think we we like when we were discussing before the podcast it's quite uh, it's quite different um like us being dubai kids and being raised in this bubble and then this bed of rose petals that our parents have laid out for us um you just tend to like you go to university and you just tend to you know um realize that you we've had it good for a very very long time and you know and that we should basically we had a good for sorry we had a good for a very very long time and then you see the world around you this is when you actually open your eyes without the influence of like your parents or your friends or anything and for me it was a pretty humbling experience considering that i had a lot of um, people from different backgrounds who came so that transition at first is not easy it's pretty difficult but then you you learn so much and you just tend to you know become more independent and you tend to also just um you know rely on yourself and believe in yourself more so yeah um for me i'm still cocooned by my father's um shelter and he's still my provider for me so i i mean i still live at home i don't have any profound words for that but to all those who are living away from their parents i'm sure they've come to cherish them a lot because it's difficult to live in like for the canadians and the americans and the australians whoever they're like the ones who are far apart from their parents um they do realize that you know they can't just ring up a madina or grocery and be like <laughs> uncle chicken chahiye and they'll bring it so i'm sure that they're struggling and they start to like realize the importance of their parents but i know a lot of my friends who graduated with me they've just blossomed into such beautiful human beings and these kind of experiences really just make up a person and they just help you grow in so many ways i know dania also came back a completely different person she doesn't hug me anymore as much as she used to but uh, in, in other aspects she's really grown and she's just become a more beautiful individual and same with my graduating friends like if i see 
all the people that I met back in the day when you guys organized these beautiful alumni fests for us and we got to meet each other. You could see how much they've changed and they've grown into just absolutely amazing people. And to them, I say I miss you guys and I love you and I hope you all meet again soon. Well, thank you so much for today, Danya and Nadia. Thank you so much. Great, Mehak. Thank you. These questions were amazing. It was a pleasure talking to you guys today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Also, don't forget to check out our Instagram at ADHS underscore unscripted, where you can send us suggestions for upcoming episodes. Your feedback is always welcome. Also, keep an eye open for the upcoming interviews with different alumni. Thank you so much for listening.